And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hey, welcome, good friends and new friends, too, to Greenlight Reviews, the show where we talk about the movies, and we love to do that. Mm -hmm. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we're going to review The Taking of Pelham 123, starring Denzel Washington and John Travolta. It is a remake of a 1974 movie that starred Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw. And the plot is very, very similar. A group of armed men hijack a subway train in New York City, Mm -hmm. and they want $10 million, and they are holding the passengers hostage. And the guy that this all falls on is a dispatcher working back at the station named Walter Garber, that is Denzel Washington in the film. He's had problems with his job. He has been demoted because he's under suspicion for taking a bribe. But he can't worry about that today because there are lives at stake. And, of course, the guy leading the group of hijackers is John Travolta. Right. What an interesting character choice he made for this whacked-out nutcase. (laughs) (laughs) I think with John Travolta, I've liked him in many, many things. I have not liked him in a couple of things. But good or bad, he's always interesting to watch because he makes strange choices. In this one, he kind of goes over the top, which is all right because Denzel Washington, as Walter Garber, Mm -hmm. is a very quiet, ordinary kind of guy. Exactly right. I think the balance was good for those two characters, one being so over the top, as you said. Travolta sports a Fu Manchu mustache, and he's got a neck tattoo. He's really a menacing-looking cat. Then you've got Denzel playing it so quiet, right? but he's very effective as Gerber. I liked seeing Denzel play this kind of a guy. He's got a backstory. He's kind of hiding a secret, and yet he has to disclose certain things in order to save lives. It was a meaty role for him. It was a meaty role. This film, by the way, was directed by Tony Scott. Mm-hmm. I like Tony Scott. I like his work very, very much, and I especially liked the first 10 minutes of this film. From the first second, Mm -hmm. you are riveted to what's going on. They don't start it as like an ordinary day and then ramp up to something exciting happening. The excitement begins immediately. Well, I think Tony Scott's experience directing videos really shows here in this movie. The first 10 minutes look like a music video with quick cuts and out-of-focus shots. You don't quite know where you are, and then there's a clock ticking and so on. There's a lot of tension right in the first 10, 15 minutes. Actually, I like two-thirds of this movie very much less. It was the last 25 minutes of the taking of Pelham 123 that I felt were very, very lame. And I felt that the movie really fizzles out. And that's too bad because it was pretty good up to that point. Well, I thought it was very good up to that point. And while I felt the film running between my fingers like Sam mm-hmm. towards the end, I refused to accept that. Mm-hmm. And I really stayed very, very focused and very, very excited. I think that much of the film involves Washington and Travolta talking to each other on the phone, right? which is a little weird for most movies, but here it somehow works. Well, the character that Travolta plays is obsessed with only talking to Denzel Washington's character, Gerber. And he makes that 
a big point with the negotiations that are going on. He wants $10 million, and he will only talk to Gerber about this. And he wants that $10 million within an hour. And as the clock ticks, you begin to see that the hostages are really in hot water, and he plans to kill a hostage for every minute that that money is delayed in getting to him. That's right, and it's very scary. By the way, John Turturro plays a wonderful role here. He is the actual negotiator for the New York City Police Department, but he's very frustrated because Travolta, the writer character, won't talk to him. He'll only talk to Walter Garber. But Turturro, I think, is terrific in this film, as is James Gandolfini. I agree with that. I thought he was absolutely marvelous. Right. He plays the mayor of New York. It's no mayor that I can think of. <laughs> oh, I think it's very recognizable. Do you? He's got quite the ego, very much like Rudy Giuliani from New York. And he's got the wealth and the background that Mayor Bloomberg has. So I think he's kind of a hybrid of those two mayors. And I thought he was very, very interesting on camera. Absolutely. These are four very good actors, and I enjoyed watching them very much. Brian Helgeland wrote the screenplay based on the John Gotti novel. I think he could have taken a little more time uh-huh. with some of the climaxes. You know, Les, when I said to you earlier that I liked two-thirds of this movie, but the last half hour really fizzled. And that's because I didn't think that the writers or the director really devoted the right kind of time and energy to building the denouement of this movie. Look, obviously the relationship between Denzel Washington and John Travolta is at the crux of this movie. Of course. The hostage and the person who's taking the orders from the hostage. But at the end, those hostages were to be set free, shall we say, in that careening car that was going faster and faster without anybody steering it. And I thought, you know, that's what the movie was building towards. And I thought they did not handle that correctly. That whole sequence was done in about 30 seconds. It should have been there for at least two to three minutes so that the audience would have really felt the terror that those hostages would have felt. I have to agree with you there, Anne. And I also think that I would like to have gotten to know at least one or two of those hostages, those poor innocent people terrorized by Travolta and his people. Well, I agree with that, too. And also, I think that there's another plot point that I have to bring up, and that is, why didn't the sharpshooters take out Travolta's character right at the get-go when they had him in plain sight. And that's a big mistake in this movie because those sharpshooters are down there in the terminal. They have a clear shot at the criminals and they don't take advantage of it. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, it didn't make a lot of sense to me either. But again, I ignored these problems because I was very taken with this film. So I'm giving it a tentative green light. Okay. Well, I think if the film's purpose is to entertain, then the producers got it right. But truthfully, there were too many plot holes in this movie for me. And I thought that the style of direction, while it worked for two-thirds of the movie, doesn't work for the last half hour of the picture. So for me, the taking of Pelham 123 is reliable fare, but a few too many speed bumps along the way. I'm going to give it a real solid yellow light. That's fair enough. A solid yellow 
from Ann Elder for the taking of Pelham 123 and a green light from me of course it's directed by Tony Scott and it stars James Gandolfini and John Turturro and the antagonist and protagonist in this film John Travolta and Denzel Washington one green one yellow until next time I am Les Roberts and I'm Ann Elder and we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.